Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, welcome to the Biz for Good Show. I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the Ryan Pilkington in the house. We got some news. We're changing things up, right, Ryan? We're changing. We're doing all kinds of crazy new things, right? Oh, hey, you, you, where's the sound? Where's the sound? Yay! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Uh, soon to be the B for G show, right? The B for G show. Because biz for goods, biz for goods too much. Whatever. Whatever. That's right. That's right. Whatever. We've got a great show. We're going to jump right into the show. Tell us about who we have on the show today, Ryan. And let's let's just jump into the new form or the the new ish format. It's kind of like going into a bath. Really hot bath. Anyway, really slowly, slowly. <laughs> Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Why do we do this? No. <laughs> I just like jump. No, I don't like jumping. Jumping in Especially the cold, cold water. water. I hate just, that. Just dude. do it. Just get it over with. It's wor- it, Yeah, it's like torture when you go in slowly. Uh, yeah, right. It, it sucks. So thanks for joining us for another episode of this B for G show, as we're calling it. Oh my gosh! What you act like it's a surprise or it something? It is. I'm, Dude, I'm still been, learning. You put me in the water. About, we've been you, talking about this you, for. You've been hours putting in the water <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> Anyways, we have an amazing guest, Scott Anderson. He is joining us live from Omaha, Nebraska, not Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma. No, no. Oh. two way different places. Two, probably <laughs> football yeah. rivalries. Probably. <laughs> He's wanting to jump in on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Scott Anderson is the founder and CEO of Double Dare, an executive coaching and consulting practice which dares entrepreneurs and executives to fully live their unique talent, passion, and purpose. In two thousand. Double dog dare ya. And in two thousand, <laughs> yeah, and in two thousand seven, Anderson he founded At Ease USA, a nonprofit, and he's published a book calling it "Playing." Is it "Play Big"? Playing big, right? Playing big. Playing big. Okay, there we go. See, I got Playing big. And thanks for being on the show. Yay, Scott Anderson, everyone. Scott Anderson on the show today. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you. Uh, Thank we, you. I love the... If I had known, I would have brought some of my own sound effects. That's, <laughs> I love it. I love that. We, yeah, yeah, some people love them. Some people think they're annoying. But what are you going to do? We just... I love it. Like we always say, hey, it's our show. We can do whatever the crap we want, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. You pushed record. Now it's all on you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so Scott, tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Just kind of... I, I just want to hear you know kind of maybe okay. your success story uh okay. if you have a, a success story for that you believe is your success story and how <laughs> that connects with kind of be biz for good or business and good connect you know how you do good in the world you know does that connect with your success story we're just going to turn it over to you to kind of get to know scott a little bit does okay. that sound good all right well, that's very brave of you to turn your show over to me. Um, appreciate <laughs> it's all that, you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm glad to be here. I've had a chance to listen to uh, 
several shows and I really like the uh, crazy and spontaneous nature of this show. And uh, so I'm glad to be here. And uh, what happens you know, on I mean, the show stays on the show, Scott, just so you know, oh, yeah. only good, one right. or two people will probably see this or, or thousands. Okay, I mean, it depends good. on the day, but <laughs> yeah, good. I will. Uh, that'll help me sleep better tonight. Um, I wonder what personality I should come with today. Let's see. And which success story. Um, God, I don't know that I have a success story. I mean, what I have done, though, is to uh, is to do a lot of different things. Uh, pretty curious guy and um, probably uh, way less risk averse than I than I should be. Um, and or way more risk averse, I guess, whichever. I don't mind risk. And so I plunged <laughs> into a bunch of different things and started a bunch of different companies. And uh, uh, I've been fortunate that a lot of them have worked out. A couple of them were were uh, definite failures, but most, more successes than failures. And, um, you know, the thing that I'm doing doing now and have done the most of for the last couple of years are two things, really. Um, Double Dare, which is a uh, executive coaching and consulting business for uh, entrepreneurs, um, which is sort of my tribe. I are one. I've started nine companies uh, over my career, and uh, there's something about the uh, about the entrepreneur mindset um, that just is really fun for me. Just really fun, exciting people. Uh, Sometimes not very stable, but but fun at parties. You'd rather be stuck in an elevator, I think, with an entrepreneur than sometimes than with with other people. Um, but anyway, and so uh, and then I've also had the opportunity to do some things that were really passion projects. And you mentioned At Ease, which is a uh, uh, a treatment technology accelerator for PTSD, and I am proud of that. We have great. Um, we have a great board, great donors, great volunteers, and great staff. But we've worked with the, the Israeli government and Tel Aviv University to help develop some really exciting treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder, um, initially for military families. And um, now we're also using it for um, civilians with post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, for example, women uh, recovering from domestic violence or sexual assault. So. Uh, I think that's really doing some good. Um, we have, again, a great team. I certainly don't do that by myself, but I'm proud of that for sure. I think that's some good some good stuff. What what got you into that? I'm curious, what's the story behind, oh, I've got this great idea. You know, we all of us entrepreneurs have this great idea, but, but this one seems so, you know, strong in the good and the passion. How, you know, where did that come you know, from? What happened was in 2007, there was a report uh, on, it was called the Report on Wounded Warriors, the first time I'd ever heard the term. And it was basically, by then we'd been in Afghanistan and Iraq for six years, and we were beginning to see the fallout in returning veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan. And the term post-traumatic stress disorder was just beginning to be talked about. But I read this report uh, that was written by uh, former Senator Bob Dole and a former um, Health and Human Services Secretary from uh, the Clinton administration. And they were calculating how many veterans were returning to the United States with this relatively new thing, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, uh, and it was, well, first of all, it was staggering to me that it was hundreds of thousands of people, number one. 
Number two, that it was affecting not just the individual uh, veteran, but also their families. And so there was sort of this knock-on effect with civilians also having PTSD symptoms um, that, are, that didn't go to war, but that are members of the family. And so when you add it up, it's maybe a million people affected. This is back in 2007. But the report went on to say that, that less than a third of them would ever be treated um, by, the, by the VA anyway in those days. Um, and there were a number of reasons in the report why that was true. And um, I was against um, going, to, going to Iraq and thought it was crazy. And when I read this report, it really made me mad. And um, when I, especially when I saw that not only, you know, something like, in, and this is 2007 numbers today, it's millions of people, but there were um, three, uh, something like a million people affected, including civilians and uh but only and only the veterans of those could could get help at the va but less than a third of them would actually ever go to the va for a variety of reasons confidentiality reasons and um some bias against the va in those days and so forth anyway so that was sort of the origin of it and at about the same time i read an article uh, in the economist published about some uh, psychologists at tel aviv university who were creating uh, treatment technology uh, originally aimed at anxiety and depression, but, but ultimately these two doctors in uh, Tel Aviv who were former um, commandos, which is essentially the equivalent of Delta Force or SEALs in the United States, these, these doctors were former commandos and um, had PTSD and created this technology for themselves and for their uh, brothers in arms and uh, really incredible uh, technology in that instead of having to go back and have um, people suffering from PTSD to have to sort of relive or retell their stories, which a lot of people can't do, um, this technology worked in a completely different way. Uh, it worked much faster and um, it was a, com a computer app uh, kind of a uh, idea versus hours and hours of individual or group therapy. So we've been fortunate to work with uh, with them now for uh, almost 14 years and uh, have finally launched this technology in the U.S. And um, very, very exciting. It, it scales, the cost is very low um, because it is a an app-based treatment uh, model. But we've conducted several clinical trials since then and the evidence is really good. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Awesome. I love it. Gosh, that, you know, that, that, that's the key when we find those kind of passions. And, and, and we, we had a person on a while back that she changed her whole world by helping someone get off death row. And it's just, it's amazing right. how we get these passions and, and it, it yeah. changes the whole world, right? It, our world anyway. And, and uh, that, that's what the Miss for Good show is about and stuff. And I, I think you kind of epitomize that with, with your, your, you know, what you're doing and, with that said, we're changing things up, right, Ryan? <laughs> right. We wanna we wanna kind of put you on the spot a little bit. We've kind of given you a Excellent. warning. Excellent. Um, I'm ready. We have a the wheel. What are we gonna call this wheel? The wheel of I don't know business craziness. I I, I, I like that. I like the wheel that. of crazy. The wheel of yeah. crazy. <laughs> Oh yeah! This this he crazy. in his in his bio here is a double dare. I don't want to steal his thing. 
Double Dare. It's like Double Dare. That is good, though. Yeah, yeah, that's good. For this segment, we'll call it the Double Dare Wheel for you. Okay. So we can all see. I am going to spin the wheel. Okay, Ryan? Okie dokie. And where will it end? When did you become... How do we know what... Oh. Become the expert. (laughs) <laughs> the expert oh boy yeah. <laughs> when did you become the expert so uh, the, 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 yeah this is new so we're putting you on the spot you're the guinea okay, pig <laughs> I like this I like this yeah it reminds me of something that, that my uh, one of my many personalities asks me <laughs> when, I, when, I, yeah. when did you become the expert <laughs> Uh, That's so true. Oh, yeah. I think we, yeah. What is it? Poster, imposter syndrome, the imposter right? Syndrome, right? When, yeah. when did you become the expert? Hey, I've got yeah. 10,000 hours of something, and I know that's what they say. Once I've had 10,000 hours, I'm the expert, right? So, so That's right. Uh, yeah. That, oh, that's such a good question. You could you call know? a friend. I mean, to me, what it really boils down to right now is, you know, if uh, if I if I can repeatedly solve help solve someone else's problem, uh, you know, then I might be an expert at that to the extent that I can again and again and again over many different individuals over a long period of time, uh, you know, can genuinely help somebody relieve the pain they're in. Um, I guess I would say I was an expert in you know in relieving that pain. Uh, but I like the I like the wagging fingers of what makes you an expert because that's really what affects you know so many entrepreneurs with uh, whether you call it imposter syndrome or whatever you call it um, you know I think that's a, a lot probably that voice in entrepreneurs heads is probably a good thing because it keeps us digging it keeps us hungry it keeps us curious and wanting to learn uh, to try to answer that nagging question what makes you the expert? Yeah. With, with that said, and, and because you know this is a, a new thing that we're trying, so you, you your your program right now is executive business coaching, and yes. you know I'm yeah. going to put you on the spot a little bit and and Go say why why would I as an executive use you to coach me? Why would I do that? You know the. I guess I would say there's a kind of a set of circumstances that I'm really familiar with uh, and have the scars to prove uh, my my expertise in. Um, and, and that is uh, hitting hitting plateaus. Um, and, you know, a lot most of the people that I work with are are successful, but they've hit a point in either their professional life and also usually in addition to that, their personal lives where they're plateaued where either their excitement and fun uh, is, is plateaued um, or the growth of their businesses more often is plateaued. Uh, their excitement uh, around doing what they're doing is plateaued. And that's usually when I get, uh, get involved with people. And I do feel as though I'm sort of an expert in that because I've been through it many, many times and through many different companies. And uh, you know whether we call that sort of burnout or um, you know, or just plateauing or, uh, you know, a seven year itch or whatever it is. But one of the things I know about entrepreneurs and certainly with me is that there is a predictable cycle of um, incredible amount of activity and excitement followed by an extraordinary amount of growth and success 
but there's almost inevitably a plateau that follows at some point. I love it. And that's when I that's when I get involved with my clients. So, you know, because this kind of jarred us loose with some, at least it jarred me loose with some questions. Yeah. Um, so you, you're an executive coach because there's coaches, there's consultants, there's mentors, and there's, and, and there's always this, what the heck does that mean? So I'm just curious yeah. to you, what does that mean? And, and why, what is a coach sure. compared to a consultant or a, sure. a, a mentor? You know, yeah. how do you feel about that? You know, I guess my, uh, you know, normally being a coach involves, uh, uh, well, and it can mean so many things. Um, but what it usually involves in today's parlance is, is really having the client lead themselves to the solutions versus a, a consultant that would um, get in and, and fix the problems with the client. I think my approach is a bit of a hybrid between coaching and consulting. You know, the only reason to hire a coach is if you're, you're stuck on your own and or you want to move much faster and much farther than you would on your own. Um, you know, if you, uh, no one comes to me because they're on a hot streak, uh, you know, and they, they come because they may have been on a hot streak, uh, but right now they're stuck. And typically that takes the form of, um, again, sales are plateaued, profit is plateaued, growth is plateaued. Um, their energy and excitement uh, may have ebbed. Uh, they may be burned out by what they're doing. Hmm. Um, and it's, they've hit this in any case, a really painfully, a real painful plateau that's very deeply frustrating. Cool. So, yeah, so that's it. My, my whole job is to blow through that as quickly as possible, get them moving again, and to get them moving faster than they could move on their own. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Scott. Uh, are there any stories uh, that come to mind over the years that you've seen dramatic changes in these coaching experiences? Yeah, do you have a, do you oh, have a sure. story, a, a, a dramatic change? Specific, if you, if you Sure. Know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I really think that that all of my clients and kudos to them. I mean, they're really accomplished, talented people. If I had to give them, you know, if their problem was talent, I certainly couldn't help them. But we do tend as entrepreneurs to get in our to get in our own way. And, um, you know, what I this is a this is a simple example, but really powerful. Um, I was working with a, uh, a woman who's very successful commercial real estate uh, broker and developer. I uh, was making lots and lots of money, um, was very, very highly regarded in a mostly male industry, uh, but was just burned out. And in spite of her success, in spite of all the money she was making, it just didn't, uh, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel right. And it was hard for her to get herself motivated. And, um, you know, what we were able to do uh, at one of my, uh, one of my earliest clients, and so I, I have a soft spot for her. But uh, she was able to, um, from scratch, create a business. Well, she was a, a barrel racer. She rode horses in, in barrel races at rodeos and in barrel racing competition. And she really was a, a cowgirl, fundamentally, and, and not the kind of gal who she had to be nine to five, uh, driving a Lexus and wearing Armani shoots and he, uh, suits and heels and all of that in her commercial brokerage business who she really was at her core was a cowgirl. Mm -hmm. And um, so make a long story short, what we got to was she abandoned this very, very lucrative commercial real estate practice and uh, started a, a practice selling farms and ranches um, mm -hmm. on behalf of her farmer and rancher friends. And um, 
it was a huge roll of the dice. Everybody thought she was crazy to turn her back on this great career. Um, and she has, you know, she's way, she's made way more money now than she was making even then. Um, but the most important thing is that she is way happier pulling up in a giant pickup truck uh, with, cow, uh, with cowboy boots on and a hat uh, versus mm -hmm. driving up in a, in a Lexus. So it's kind of, you know, it's every, it's sort of, I try to take an holistic approach and, and my clients typically need an holistic solution. In her case, it was, um, she wanted to do something different, but she really wanted to just be who she really is. Um, that was one of the most inspiring stories. And the thing I liked best about it was that it was all without a net. It wasn't like she had a guarantee this was gonna work out. She had no idea, but she had this passion. She thought it made sense. and. Uh, went through a lot of dark nights of the soul until it really caught on and she's done exceptionally well. Uh, but the main thing is, is that she feels good at gut level and uh, she's not, uh, you know, she's not doubting who she is anymore. I love it. That's odd. So I want to ask because you're a coach. Oh, go ahead. Do you have something, Ryan? No, you're good. Uh, what, how do you feel about goals? I'm, I'm curious. We, we've kind of, kind of, went into some some goal stuff me and ryan have been talking about and doing <laughs> goal setting and and stuff like that what what how do you feel about goals is that something everybody needs is that what you teach your executives does it matter i'm just curious well i think you know obviously you have to have something that you want uh as they say like the drowning man wants oxygen and there has to be there has to be something that you that you want um, that you want for others, that you want for yourself, that you want for your community, and so forth. Um, but interesting, yeah, I, I sort of preach uh, goal shedding. Every year I have, I have my clients, instead of setting goals, I ask them to shed goals. Mm. Because what I find, especially with entrepreneurs, is this feeling that time is infinitely expansive and that they're, if necessary, there's 28 hours in a day or 34 nah. hours in a day. And nah. So... Uh, yeah right so so every year the first thing that i do is goal shedding um because what i find is that in years time and sometimes in less time than that goals that were hugely important are now irrelevant and um but are but are really sand in the gears and uh, because so many entrepreneurs want to complete things just because they said they would um shedding goals i found is more powerful than setting them um the overarching goal is you know obviously in the the hearts and minds of, I think every every human being, um, but I, you know, in some ways, goal setting is sort of an industry. There's <laughs> there's all kinds of apps we can buy and uh, notebooks we can buy and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, there's a great book you've probably seen this by Gary Keller, the real estate guy, called uh, the most important thing or the one thing I think it's called, and you know what he. And this is sort of the ultimate goal shedding. But what he basically preaches is that at any one moment of time, since we can only do one thing at a time anyway, at any one moment in time, there's one thing we can do that will knock down the most other dominoes or that will advance our overall goal the most. And uh, I love that really single-minded um, focus. And also because it's just it seems to be much closer to what the reality of entrepreneurs really is. At any moment in time, there's one thing I could be doing that, that nobody else can do, better, faster, or cheaper than me, and that it's mine to do. But I can only do one thing at a time, so what is that one thing that's gonna knock down the most other dominoes? That, to me, is a really valid way of um, taking, taking dead aim and taking action. 
whereas if I'm juggling 25 goals, I really don't think that serves anybody. I love that. I think uh, me, me and Ryan are doing something called the U6MG, the ultimate six-month goal. And nice. what the, the cool thing, though, and it's what you're saying. It's exactly what you're saying. The one thing, the problem with goals is, especially with entrepreneurs, we put this goal, this really cool goal, but then then it's just there. And we're supposed right. to go get that thing without having a roadmap of how to do it. Because you don't just magically get it. You gotta do a lot of those one things to get exactly. a big thing. And I, I, that's where people, I think, they mess up when they do the goals. And that's why they have to shed them because they didn't, they didn't put the roadmap to get to it. And the little things you gotta do, you've gotta do these tiny goals to get to that big goal. Right. You have to do something. And I think we throw goals around and think, oh, this is going to be, you know, this is what I get to do. But then nothing happens unless you have a coach, unless you have a mentor, unless you have right. something, somebody that gives you a path on how to get it. And I, exactly. I think that's one of the most, you know, one of the reasons I got started uh, in coaching was that I had engaged a coach myself and was amazed at, in, I engaged him for like 90 days. And I was just amazed at the end of that period how much we had accomplished, how much more we had accomplished than I had accomplished in a long, long time. And I wondered why that was true. I mean, it felt like I'd accomplished more in three months than I had in the previous three years. And the main reason was, was that my coach was helping me discern, you know, what do we do right now this moment? What do we do right now? Boom. And, um, you know, and then things really begin to happen. And the best part about that is that I'm not doing the 10, you know, as Buddha said, the 10,000 things, you know, all of the other things. Since I'm only doing one and I'm not frittering away my energy on things that are irrelevant, you really do move mountains. I mean, you know, this at ease organization that I mentioned was one of like four goals that I had. And in 90 days time, we'd raised $50 million, built a website, wrote a mission statement, um, you know, reached out to the Israeli government and Tel Aviv University, and just covered a huge amount of, of, of ground but it was because we're really single-minded and because I had a coach help me uh, stay away from the, the shiny objects and squirrels that I that most entrepreneurs are gonna get distracted by. Yep, and, and that's, the, that's the problem. We, we go in all these different directions. If you just have somebody that can say, don't, don't go do 40 things a day, do three. Do three yeah. things a yeah. day that connect to only one thing that you have to get done that day. Exactly. We can all do that. We, we, as entrepreneurs, we're the worst, man. We get, we pile it on and just pile it on when, man, if you have a way to get there, that's more, it's about getting, doing less to do more. Right. Is that, exactly. is that, a, is that Absolutely. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's this it. has been great. Ryan, what do you think, man? What should, give us some last input. Uh, it's a, <laughs> Uh, it's approved. I've been dominating and, and and even taking over for Scott. I apologize. I got excited there for a minute. It's all good, Avi. <laughs> no, thank. No, it's good. I, I approved everything. It's a stamp on it all. Pilkington right. stamp. <laughs> I mean, no, I am Scott. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been great. Do you have My any pleasure. Uh, links? Oh yes. What? Do nope. you have any links or tips or challenges yeah. since Bobby was going to take my phone? Yeah. Oh, sorry, well, man. If, anybody's, oh. if, if anybody is interested in the, in the uh, goal-shedding challenge, uh, you know, go to Double Dare. It's, my website's Double Dare You, doubledareyou.us. 
And if you're interested in the uh, goal shedding challenge, uh, you know, just message me or set up a call or whatever. Go to our website and you know, schedule a five minute call or something. I'll give you the uh, goal shedding challenge. And uh, it really is transformative. You, if you can focus on one important thing for 30 days, uh, you'll, you'll uh, hit the ball out of the park versus 10 things for 90 days. And uh, so that's the challenge. If you want to take the, the no shed or the uh, goal shedding challenge, just let me know, doubledareyou.us. DoubleDareYou.us. You got All it. All right, Ryan, you going to take us out of here? <clears throat> well, I was going to do a double dare. Okay. You should. Do you want, do you want to spin the wheel again? <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can pat. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh we want to do this? You want to do this, yeah. Ryan? All right, let's do it. This is the first time, so we got to get it all out of there. Here we go, baby. Where you, it stops, nobody knows. Ooh, any regrets in business? <laughs> oh, on business deals. As we, yeah, as I said pre-show, yeah. we can do this alphabetically, numerically, <laughs> or you know, we can do it by state or time zone. Uh, I'm not sure what you have in mind, but I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. As Sheryl Crow famously wrote, there's nothing like regret to remind you you're alive. And I feel very alive. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You can end right there if you'd like. <laughs> That's a great, a great yeah. space. Is there anything just really, really quickly that comes, you know, maybe that, that we can use as business people uh, to go, oh, yeah, maybe I should look for that or, or just a, a you know, tidbit that you learned from? All of my regrets are about ego. All of them, every single one, and That's all awesome. of it has yeah. been about putting uh, putting me first, um, wow. and all all the business mistakes and all the all the regrets all have to do with ego. So, uh, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's, the that's right on the money. Awesome. Uh, we, it, it's interesting. You know, me, me and Ryan both been a lot a part of a lot of entrepreneur groups, and it's just it's just interesting to watch. You'll see a, a person come in that's very teachable and very open to being taught, and you know they're going far. And right. then you'll have somebody that has this drive and this passion, but they are not teachable. You can't yeah. tell them hey, this, they're like, no, no, I got it figured out, I got it figured out, and, and I have very seldom saw those folks succeed. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and so you're right true. on the money. Yeah, I like to refer to life as the, as the cosmic rock tumbler, but it tends to take the, <laughs> the rough edges <laughs> off. Right? Yeah. I love it. The Scott, dying. thank you so much. This has been thank great, you. man. This is, this is so good. Ryan, you, you gonna take us out? Yeah, I suppose we do it the same way we always do it, right? Uh, I don't know. We're going to change it up someday, but for right now, for right let's, now we'll... let's, let's end the show. All right. We always like thanks, Scott, again for being on the show, and we always end the My show. Pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we end the show with a be good, do good, and we say it. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. We say it three times, and we get crazy and louder. We get louder and louder. You can join us. Or you can just look at us like, oh, my gosh, look at those crazy What people. are we doing? <laughs> Hashtag be good. Here we go. Hashtag good. Uh, be, be, good, be, good, good, good. be good, do good. Be good, do good. Be good, too good. Yes. Right, here we go. Be good, too good. Excellent. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good.
And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.